Thanks for checking out my video. If you want to learn more from me, I have a lot of classes on Udemy. You can find the links to a lot of those in the description. Okay, so let's see how this one goes. I'm downstairs in, it's about four o'clock something in the morning. I've been up for about an hour or so practicing some Eido. And I was looking at my video comments and somebody asked about doing one on audio uh, hallucination, you know, how that works. And what you can term this, if you've ever studied a psychological tolvomancy, um, the terms actually kind of do interrelate when it comes to working with spirits and stuff as a way of understanding how these kinds of things work. I know I've talked about visual imposition before where you visually see the way the energy moves and stuff through kind of a reverse mechanism through the way that visual stuff works. And now we're talking about audio imposition. So let's do a little backgroundy kind of stuff. So we'll go with from the basics of visual imposition first. So the way that our eyes work is they intake data from outside from around us, which is the way that the eyes work. It's all light. So, you know, it takes the light bouncing off different objects, enters our eyes, turns into electrical impulses, gets translated into electrical Im impulses, and our brains interpret that, which is what allows us to see different things around us. Like for me, I got my pool table, I got my desk over there, I got all my books and whatnot behind me because I'm sitting in the same place where I would normally make videos, but nobody wants to see the way that my hair looks like at 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, and this is arguably a little bit easier than that. Plus, I'm still trying to tweet, figure out my new computer because... Um, my, my new computer, it's, it's a Windows, it's not a Mac anymore, and I can't even get the dang thing to communicate with my scanner, so I can actually scan stuff. Thankfully, it works with my printer, I guess my printer is much easier to work with than my scanner, but anyway. So, with visual imposition, rather than taking in data, and then your brain tells you what you're looking at, we kind of hijack the, this mechanism and we go in reverse, okay? So my feelings, what you can arguably call a, you know, a sense that's above the scientifically understood five of, you know, you know, sight, taste, touch, hearing, all that jazz, right? I know I only listed four, it's four o'clock in the morning, whatever. But so that extra sense that we have where we're sensing where energy goes. When we're casting a circle, for example, and you have your wand, your athame, or your, simply your hand pointed at the floor, you are commanding energy to move around in a circle. So as you are doing that, you are sensing where that energy is, and then you're kind of tricking your brain into hijacking that where you're sensing where that energy is, and you're telling your brain, that energy there, what color is it? And your brain interprets it as a color. And then you force your brain to see that energy in the, whatever color you deem it to be, or command it to be, or interpret it to be. And then that's how you can see that circle that you're casting. This brings back another kind of little anecdote. When I was first 
um, interested in magic and I was learning about, you know, what it was. And my ex had those three books that I talked about in my f experiences in magic, uh, part one video, um, where I'm like this energy and stuff, can you really see it? And you know, that's kind of the trick of it. Like if everyone could see it and stuff, then arguably everybody would believe in magic a lot more because you're going to have a, oh, wow, you can actually do that. And everyone can see it. Then, you know, to the non-believer, it would be very difficult to dispute, but this is why it's all extra-century kind of stuff, and why it has to go a lot with belief, and why magic is really a lot of the unseen jazz. Well, as it turns out, it's also a lot of the unheard jazz. Okay, so now we're going to get into the audio imposition slash audio hallucination parts of it. So how does audio stuff work? Well, you get sound vibrations, that's really air vibrating, goes into, you know, hits your ear, goes in the ear canal, hits the eardrum, and then it gets translated into electrical signals, and your brain interprets it and says, oh, hey, that person over there is talking to you, or something just fell down over in the kitchen, because your cat happened to jump on the hutch. So it happens to me all the time, thanks to my youngest cat, Pixie, who's doing really great, by the way. I don't know if you, um, those of you that have been viewing it and checking my channel and my community page and stuff, she had surgery lately, and she's actually gotten a lot healthier. She's ballooned like two pounds, <laughs> so she put on weight because she's healthier now. Anyway, as you guys can tell, I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but meh, my channel, why not? Anyways, so with audio hallucinations and audio imposition, we are hijacking this mechanism. So rather than our brains producing sounds that are coming in through our ears through the vibration of air molecules that then gets translated and yada yada, we are once again using our extrasensory perception, for lack of a better term, our magical senses, I guess you could say. I should really try to codify this stuff. And we are translating that extrasensory perception into our hearing perception. Now, this can kind of be very difficult because what you're going to, what there's, this exists on more of a spectrum or a continuum. Okay. So when you're, when you're working with spirits and you're, you invoke them, you know, I have talked in my, how to, you know, communicate with spirits easier video, which is where the original comment and the idea for this, this particular video came from about how spirits communicate with you through things like synchronicities and stuff where you might hear a train horn or, you know, something might fall over or whatever, or you're going to get, you know, a candle flame flickering and in, in, in a, interesting way or the incense candle is going the incense smoke is going to move around in a characteristic way when you ask a question or you do something in your summoning and that's when you know that the spirit is there i've talked a lot in my other videos especially my um my udemy course on working with spirits about how for us to hear them we really need to free up that mental space and what I mean by this is your brain's talking all the time. Your brain's constantly trying to find things to analyze and think about and yada, yada. That mind voice of yours is always going nuts thinking about this and that and this and that and this and that. We got to quiet it down. We got to calm it down and we got to get it to where it's not always talking all the time. Because if you're always talking, you can't understand what anybody else is saying and you're not giving anyone else or spirits for that matter a word in edgewise to talk. One sec. Now, that being said, meditation, 
is the way that we clear our minds and we open up those channels. So that's step one with how to hear spirits easier. What we want to do is we're going to meditate and just focus on our breathing and calm that mental chatter. Because when we are working with spirits and we're doing an invocation, you would ask a question and make a request and then you would sit there and listen for their for their response. Wait for a response from them. You give a command, you wait, wait a response. That kind of thing. And so once this... Once this is freed up, then that gives the spirit an opportunity to speak. Now, arguably, as you go more and more and more and more and more and more with this kind of practice, or the amount of energy you're able to raise that the spirit is able to use, whether it's through, you know, the candles or the incense or your method of raising energy that you're doing, and the level of perception that that you're able to have with quieting your mind down and the ability to have that extrasensory stuff to perceive a spirit's presence, you're going to get a varied response on more of a continuum here where you're going to get a random thought that comes up through your subconscious in your mind that might sound like, might sound like your own thought or it's going to have a different flavor to it. That can be the spirit itself communicating with you. Maybe it'll send you an image or an emotion. You might picture something in your mind. You might feel something, a, diff a different emotion from what you were already feeling in ritual. This could also come from the spirit. Or with the audio stuff, you're going to have a thought pop up in your mind with your mind voice, which can sound like you, or it can sound like something else. And the more and more you practice with this, the more you're going to be able to discern this stuff. So uh, we're going up in complexity here. So first it could be an emotion or a visual. Then it can be a word or a sentence, whether it's in your voice or a voice that seems uncharacteristically not you. And then... The epitome, I guess you could say, of this is the audio hallucination kind of thing, where you're not hearing it necessarily with your mind voice in your own head, but it's going to sound like an external noise. And arguably, like I said, this is like the pinnacle of it, if you can get there. Have I? Maybe touched on it once or twice. You know, where I actually heard, heard something outside of my own ears. You know, this is the kind of like EVP, electronic voice phenomena kind of stuff that your mind will pick up on. Your ears will pick up on that a spirit has been able to push enough energy to be able to communicate to you in this way. Whether it is by pushing air around that then your ears pick up on and boom, you hear something or you're able to kind of hijack that connection between the ESP and your hearing, and then you're able to hear something. One of the things that popped in my head like twice was the idea of synesthesia. If you guys know what that is, that's when senses kind of mix themselves together. So like when you feel something, you might see colors. For example, uh, somebody I worked with, their kid had synesthesia. It's where your senses kind of mix together. So with touch, you might get an audio thing. With touch, you might get a visual kind of sensation too. Or, you know, taste might elicit a visual, visual sensation. Or certain sensations might 
like touch sensations might elicit some kind of noise. Basically, when you were having input from one sense, it also triggers something else in another sense. So this is what we're talking about with the audio imposition here. So basically, rather than touch translating to visual or something like that, we're saying ESP translating to audio, if that makes any sense. Pixie, can you not try to get in that drawer? Pixie's messing around. So... As we're working with clearing our minds and being able to hear different things from, coming up from our subconscious, whether and this goes along with the psychological versus spiritual model, whether it's our subconscious talking to us or another spirit talking to us, and the more that we open ourselves up to that and the more energy that we raise and the more that we train ourselves to come up with those senses and understand those inputs, then eventually it can move over to being able to actually hear, hear something. And this isn't something that you can just train yourself to do like overnight. This is stuff that you are going to need to practice with, with constant evocations over and over and over and over and over and over again. So you are training your senses to be able to pick up on these kinds of things, which is why I really suggest like picking a set of spirits to work with. For me, it's the 50 names of Marduk because I work with them all the time and I'm able to, you know, every different kind of um, grouping of spirits has their own kind of energy and flavor. And the more that you are working with them, the easier it is to contact them, the easier it is for your brain and your senses and whatnot to recognize their energetic signature, as it were. And then the more that you can grow in being able to sense them in different ways, whether it be visual or audio. So, Practice, 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 meditate, 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 and work invocations and evocations as often as possible to train that your mind and those skills. Yeah, there we go. So let me know what you guys think about this one. Good hunting. Thanks for watching my video. So if you want to check out my playlists, I have, among others, the Simon Necronomicon, The Tree of Life, General Magic, Tulpomancy, a playlist on my books, The Elements, Stones, The Theories That Govern Magic, and The Gods and Goddesses of Mesopotamia. If you want to check out my books on Amazon, I have Creating Consciousness, Magical Mechanics, Magical Theater, Handy Sigil Magic, Magical Movement, which is an update and expansion upon Handy Sigil Magic. Magical Mastery, which is a combination masterwork of Magical Theater and Magical Mechanics. And The Guide to the Spheres and Beyond. You can also find me on Facebook at MagicologyYT. You can email me at PriestOfTheNecro at gmail.com. And you can even check out my Instagram, which is Magicology. And good hunting. You can also find me on Facebook at MagicologyYT. You can email me at PriestOfTheNecro at gmail.com. And you can even check out my Instagram, which is Magicology. And good hunting.